You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 301 of the PHP po- Ugly <laughs> Fun fact, 301 was the area code of the area I lived in, well, of the state of Maryland, I think, when I was a when Because they've been permanently moved? And unlike... California, we don't have like three or four area codes per county. It's just, it was just one area code for the whole state, which was nice. But that is not, we are not a telephone podcast, believe it or not. We are a PHP podcast talking about PHP things. Matter of fact, if you ask people in the community who are some of the most well respected, some of the most looked up to PHP developers, they would tell you. Listen to PHP Ugly, they'll probably tell you who to listen to, because <laughs> that's what we do. It's not us. You should not be paying attention to us or taking us serious on any level. We do drink a lot of alcohol when we do podcast, but we do so out of love, like the love we get from our Patreon supporters. We'll talk about them a little bit and our sponsors, HoneyBadger.io and Cloudways. But for now, I'm just going to introduce the crew. My name's Eric Van Johnson, and with me is John Congdon. I love your intros. I love the fact that you've, hey. you've stepped back, you've introduced everybody, you tell people what we're about. It's fantastic. And Tom right up. Not trying Hello. to prevent you from doing that. I'm actually not drinking any alcohol this podcast, or the next four. Loser. Next four? Oh, okay. Oh, it's we're going to get into sober, that, aren't we? Sober Look. September. Wait, wait, Sober what? September. Wait, yes. is that how that works? Am I doing it wrong? Ah, oh, damn. There's also dry January available if you're not. I thought I thought the whole idea between sober September is you weren't supposed to be sober through the entire month of September. Might have started off on the. I might have started had a bad breakfast this morning. Then yeah, that's okay. that's not going to work. I don't believe you. I don't believe you're going to go entire month without uh Yeah, I don't. I'm either. excited. Well, I'm excited for you to try it. Yeah, it'll, be, this on. Not, it'll be interesting. I'm not. He's extremely boring I, when he's trying to. Very do. true. It's very hard to 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 talk to him. My, hey, I got a fun fact for for people listening to the show and watching the show. If you didn't know, you can you can watch our show live. We we stream live every Thursday, nine p.m. ish uh, West Coast time here in the U.S. You guys can do the math. But if you listen to the audio podcast, at the end of the audio podcast, we play Harry Mack. We play Harry Mack at the end of the video podcast, too. But at the beginning of the video podcast, we also play Harry Mack. And something that nobody knows, because we don't share our faces when the Harry Mack kicks off the show on the live stream, I, I still take pleasure out of the fact. How long has that been our intro song it's been years a couple of years like three yeah, three or four years yeah it's so funny how all three of us will stop talking when the song kicks off and just start bobbing our head like we've listened to this song every week for like three or four years now it we still just all we all stop talking you, and just start bobbing are our you head. reading my facebook post 
Oh no, it was my Twitter post. That's what it was. Uh, no uh, one is reading no. your Twitter posts. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Actually, John. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, John is almost at a thousand followers. You need to show him some love. He's at nine thirty-five. What? 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 What post am I missing here, John? I am not seeing anything related yeah, to what I just it, talked about. It was just the retweet of our thing, and I was saying how much I loved Harry Mack. Ah, yes, Harry Mack. Yeah, so yeah, I love, I love it. All right, I'm rambling. I got, a, I got a lot of alcohol. Rocking and rolling. Oh wait, 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 wait! I tweeted that out and it said only people in my Twitter circle can see this tweet. What did I do wrong? Oh, oh, am I not in your Twitter circle? Am I not that? Is this something new? Do you mind? Yeah, you didn't hear about top Twitter circles? I just, hold I, on one second. No, I, idea I need to yell at my cat. Listen, been, this is what I'm putting up with. I've been, this is why you want to watch live. I'm getting splashed. I'm in the splash zone here with my cat. I, I She's been, just splashing me. I've been a Twitter person since like 2008. I have no clue what this Twitter circle thing is. Did I screw this tweet up? So this start this released, I think, last week actually. So Twitter circles now you can you can further like dial in your echo chamber and only let certain people see your tweets. Oh, great! Like certain tweets, so you can actually tweet to everybody like usual, or you can just say, "Hey, I have these special Twitter circles now. I only want to tweet to these people." When I did a quote retweet, and, I, and by default, it's everyone. I did not change that. No, I don't tell you then. Like, I'm trying it again. From the PHP Ugly stream, go to our thing, I hit quote, quote, tweet, and everyone is the default. That's a bug on Twitter. They screwed my tweet up. So mm. when, we, when we get fewer fewer views this week, that's why. That, that would be, that'd be the reason. That's why. Uh, so also, our Discord, if you'll watch our live stream, you can participate with us during the show at discord.phpagley.com in uh i'm oh my god would you stop i am i'm getting reports that people believe the discord bot is not working why why are you saying that didn't you write the discord bot well yeah (laughs) you just Just answered your own question making sure i just don't understand why people think it's not working um that's a good question Let's see. Nope, it's working. They're yeah. liars. They're lies. All lies. Trying to but make me look it, bad. But please join us, discord.phpugly.com. It's a fun place. I visit sometimes. Sometimes. <clears throat> when do you start your job? Oh, God. I'm, I'm going so insane with nothing to do. I start on the that 12th. That doesn't answer the question. I start on the 12th. And I've just been doing nothing. It is so awful. I don't believe you. I think you've been playing lots of video games. I have been playing lots of video games. It's been great. <laughs> you realize that's supposed to kind of tail off when you have a job. Yeah. No, I've been playing Cult of the Lamb, which is really awesome. Um, you, and yeah, it's you, you need to start your job soon so we can start t- finding out who to talk to about tech. We want you at tech. I will be at tech, hundred percent. Not going to miss that. Sweet, that's what I like to hear. I would like your entire team at tech. I'm working on that part. I haven't met any of them yet. Well, I haven't worked with any of them yet. I've met them over a period of seven Zoom calls. So, but that brings up a good question: Are you getting paid for these Zoom calls? 
they're going to pay me for the Zoom calls. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's been a that's been a Twitter thing lately. Of people, should you get paid for you, these like lengthy interview processes? The interview process slash the coding pieces, the everything that it takes, the time it takes you to apply for a job anymore, and the <sighs> things that people want from you while you're applying. Especially if they ask you to write tests. If they ask you to write code, whether it's for tests or whatever, they should pay you. Unless you're applying for us, then I, I would, I would, I would I totally <laughs> yeah, how's that? that. How's that going to work out, guys? <laughs> it's true that this the restream chat is just failing completely. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking into it. You guys don't worry about that. I'll, I'm looking into it right now. It's, it's the restream Discord connection and... I do not remember where that's set, but I'm figuring it out. So. Nobody cares. They don't want to. They don't want their tweets on our show anyway. Well, it doesn't do tweets, so no worries. <laughs> no, it's this. This downtime is driving me crazy. I've been working on my. Uh, I've been working a little bit on my custom framework that I've started. Um, <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I have. <laughs> Implemented doctrine, so now I'm learning doctrine. Doctrine is really friggin' cool. If you if you can really wrap your head around it and get started with that, it's good. Well, here's the thing: is I went looking for an article about the difference between Active Record and Data Mapper ORMs, and like the top three or four hits provide nothing that's even remotely helpful for me to understand what the difference is between them. It sounds like a good presentation for tech. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Well, no, because it just turns out that it's like all in your head. The, the actual difference is just how you interact with them and not like anything code based or anything like that. Right. To a, to a point. It's code based in the sense that active record, you, it, at least in my experience, with an active record, if I ask for an object, I get it in the form of an object. I can then make changes to that object, and it's active. If I save it, it's saved. The problem I have with Active Record, at least in the library that I've been using now for over a decade, is I in one place in the code, I ask for object A. I get it. I make changes. I save. Great. In another part of the code, I ask for object A. I get it. I save. Great. Now I have two instances of object A. Depending on where I'm at in the code, they can squash each other. Ask for it in, in one place, make an update, save. Ask for it in the second place, make an update, save. Great. Go back to the first place, make another change, save. I now lost what happened in, in the second location. That's the problem. I believe That's where- Laravel fires model <laughs> events that tell all instantiated models to update themselves. Right. That So that... So I had a, I actually implemented that in the stupid library I use. Again, that library was written for PHP 4 a decade ago that <laughs> has been kept up to date two, now up through two PHP decades. 8. Yeah, decade ago was 5.4. So anyway, that's the big... Where with Doctrine, when I ask for object A, it says, do I have it in memory? Nope. I go to the database, get it, give it to you. Somewhere else in well, the and, and it's a lightweight a, object. It gives you... It gives you the same object, so you're working with the same object in both places. And it's 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 a great. lighter weight object. It doesn't have all of the database connection stuff, all the relationship stuff. It's just right. an object a man- of data. There's a manager that deals with that piece. Right. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, it's cool, interesting differences, but it was surprised how hard it was to find an article that just broke it down that simply. And like, need to talk to tech as you learn. Yeah. Yeah. I'll start typing that up right make, away. Make notes for the things you're learning. Just saying. Nah, we'll see. John, you're going to be speaking at a conference. I don't think we've covered that yet. I am going to be speaking at a conference here in early November. I will be at Longhorn PHP in Austin, Texas. I was going to say, we can guess which conference it is. There's only one. (laughs) There is. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, Going to be speaking on event sourcing, as we've talked so much about it in the past. The talk they accepted is actually a use case in backporting event sourcing into existing code. So I will get to talk about that. It will be fun. Tis a plan anyway. <laughs> so last week, we have a tendency to overshare on the show because, I mean, we lose sight of the track that sight of the fact that like track facts people, all the same. people actually listen to the show. And we might we might have gotten a little ahead of ourselves last week announcing tech, like the fact that we Just had bit. signed the, signed the contract, and and then all of a sudden, like a lot of people started talking about it, and we're like, shit, we should probably update the website or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> this so, uh, there seems to be a lot of excitement, which I am super happy about, and I can't yeah. wait to like. Eric and I every day are working so hard on this to make things happen. Signing the contract was just the first step and we're happy to have that done, but there's so much more to be done. So much more work to do. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You should do some, do some SEO work so that when you Google PHP tech, it doesn't link to PHP tech 2020. That'd be one change to make. Yeah. See, are you coming on board as a, freelance developer to make that happen dude i got i got nothing else to do so sure so that's just the link they're linking to is actually 2023 actually is our title still wrong (gasps) no it's the seo the title is correct oh so we just made that change recently so it's probably gonna take google time to pick that up let me let me correct myself the number in the title is correct the location is not the the look well when i search php tech it's going to tech.phparch.com, which right, is but correct, look at the title but, in the tab. Right. So what I'm saying, Nashville, is that Tennessee, is correct. Right. Yeah, that is wrong. Going, but that's the old gonna, title. Yeah. Right. So the number's correct. Oh, the I see the the location up there is still wrong. Oh, guess what I'm going to be doing doing during the show. Bastard. Just sending me the sending me the information to get access to this so I can fix it all. Sure. I literally have nothing to do, and I'm doing it sober. Well, in that so case, it won't I'll be your best work, <laughs> or will be. We'll find out. I do like the elephant with the uh, cape and the sheer number of people that look exactly like me. I'm excited hey, for tech. Discord. I don't know what's going on Discord. I'm sorry. I don't know why Discord isn't coming through OBS right now. It's busted somewhere, and I have given up looking for it right now. So I will. I need to focus on the. I need to focus on the show because this thing is sinking hard. Uh, leaving these two guys <coughs> in charge. John, what? Before the show started, you may mention that you have revived your trash can Mac. 
I did. Why? But I'm still I still want to know why on Twitter when I say who can reply, it says everyone, but it says only people in Twitter circle. And there's people in Discord saying they can't see it. What part of I, everyone I can't does see it? What part of everyone does Twitter not understand? That's that's different. Reply is different than Twitter circles. Reply is who can reply to a tweet. A Twitter circle is who I can see it. And it share it just with Twitter circles. That's the problem. This is stupid. Twitter is dumb. I have to say. Yeah, and they're trying out the edit button now too, which people oh, are they? people believe is going to be a ridiculous mistake. <clears throat> This I mean, if, if it says it was edited, why why would that be a why would that be such a mistake? Facebook's been doing it for ever. Now, yeah, now when I Facebook's do it, it says doing want to share with a smaller crowd. No, I don't want to share with a smaller crowd. I want to share with everyone. That was the whole point. I never said do this just for circles. This is dumb. Uh, anyway, the Mac. You were asking about the Mac, right? The trash can. Yeah. What do you want? So know? named because. It's only form of ventilation is a hole in the top where you can just throw so, paper. So named because it looks like a trash can. It is. Looks, whatever reason you have, it looks like a I'm bathroom sure is right trash too. can. Yes. It was. Is that Why, can you see that now? What? What are we seeing? I fixed my tweet while we were while we're talking. So, oh yeah, I do see that now. I do see a tweet from you. So you asked me why? I don't have a good answer. Why? <clears throat> don't have a really good answer. It was more of. I had the trash can sitting there doing nothing in storage. I thought about, what if I put a monitor up here so, and connect it to it? So now it's for, doing nothing in your office. Yes and no. So there, there were a couple reasons for it uh, in the sense that I have an iPhone now. We've talked about that. So now I can do my texting from a computer, which I couldn't do before, even though somebody on the show told me, oh, if you go to iCloud.com, you can do that, which is a bunch of crap. You can bunch of crap or i'm dumb or i don't care enough to make that work. well yeah obviously you don't know how to tweet so the the whole i'm dumb is kind of ring strong right now that's true very true <laughs> so i didn't try to make that work so as stupid as it sounds because the machine was sitting there doing nothing i'm like well now i can text from my computer which i was able to do before my android which is nice on top of that i want to use indesign directly without going through a virtual machine for the magazine. So I still haven't installed it, but that's the goal is this machine is going to be my, the machine I use for that texting InDesign stuff like that kind of separate. So I guess the question I would have is what's, what's preventing you from just going full Mac again? I, if that's the shame still, still Docker. No, I, Docker. I still enjoyed the Mac when I had the Mac as my main machine. I enjoyed everything except the development environment. And even then, I enjoyed it because it was at a point in my development career where I moved from working remotely on servers, virtual machine, either production servers, then to virtual machines off of um, in our own data center, and then to EC2 instances, and then finally into working locally. So there was that progression where once I started once I started working locally in first VirtualBox and then in a Docker container, I didn't know any better. So my Mac was great. I loved everything about the Mac. And then I dealt with some of the idiosyncrasies, the, the oddities with just the slow speed of a website. 
I'd go to the, the site I was working on. It would take half a second to load. No big deal. Everything was fine. I got to work locally. I was happy. Switch to Docker on Linux. Game changer. So when I compared the two side by side, I can't go back to my Mac for development just because of the sheer speed of Docker. And that hasn't gotten any better with the M1 series? Or? I yeah, don't I have, have an not M1, had, so I can't not had tell. that problem at all. My M1 is well, you, blazing fast. And you, you use Docker? Yeah, Docker for M1 has a bunch of uh, options you can turn on to improve performance. But it's more about the, the I.O. problems. Well, yeah, which they've fixed with the Virtu.io.fs. Virtu Who is this guy? Oh. And since when did... When did Tom become a fanboy of of Apple? What is Since I got an M1. In world? <sighs> I don't have an M1, so I don't have that option. So what are you running on the trash can? What are you current? You can't be current Me? on the OS. No. Yeah. I Yeah, well, I just installed Monterey. It's whatever that is. So I don't know anymore. I, oh, that is I the latest. I literally just did it this weekend. So I upgraded the OS. I've done not a whole lot on it because I haven't had time. I've been trying to get other stuff done. I've been able to, to text from it. That's been a good thing. Oh my god, you can text from your computer. Oh, yeah. This world is so good. It took me freaking hours because somebody said, oh, don't use Synergy. Use this other yeah, barrier, barrier app. Yeah, and that took me hours just to get configured and working correctly. I wouldn't admit to that. Well, I'm sorry, but Somebody gave me bad advice and said use Barrier instead of Synergy. Yeah, I bet if I use, use <coughs> I if I used Synergy, it would have been fine. Synergy sucks. I, they yeah, they think, took a they took a free open source product and turned it for profit. No, I agree. That's, I think part of the problem sucks. was I installed Barrier. I still had like ten dot twelve on the machine or ten dot eleven. I installed Barrier had issues. I'm like, well, let me just upgrade this thing because I should do that anyway. I, I upgraded the OS. And then had to reinstall things. And I, I think I just had like certificate issues that I had to overcome. Got that all fixed up. Very possible. And finally it worked. So that was my weekend this week. I've actually been working, so I haven't had time to. Must be nice. Uh, actually install stuff on the <laughs> machine. So that's my next goal. Yeah, I I have a whole weekend scheduled for work this week. I I tell you, I just things are just piling up. Matter of fact, we should probably cut to our sponsor. This is a good sponsors area for let's do our Cloudways one, Tom. Since Me. so this one. This video is brought to you by Cloudways. We are all developers and love to write code, but Managing the servers that that code runs on can be a time-consuming and error-prone process. Cloudways helps you spend less time managing your servers and more time doing what you really want to do, coding. You only need one account to manage servers on multiple platforms and for multiple customers. Pick just the server size and location that makes the most sense for you and your customers. You could even estimate your costs for your server before spinning it up. Cloudways offers peace of mind and flexibility so you can focus on growing your business instead of dealing with server management. With Cloudways, you get an optimized stack, managed servers, backups, a staging environment, integrated Git, pre-configured Composer, 24-7 support, and a choice of five different cloud providers, Amazon Web Services, DigitalOcean, Linode, Google Cloud, and Vulture. Get a discount of 20% for three months using the code PHPARCH. 
Check them out today using our affiliate link at phbarch.com slash cloudways. And sudden cut. Forgot about that. <laughs> Thank you, Cloudways. <laughs> Thank you, Cloudways. All right. So we mentioned last week that is Scott Keck Warren doing the Cloudways ad for us. We do appreciate Cloudways. There's some, we talked about it last week as well. Cloud, Cloudways is some interesting things are happening. They're, they're last we heard merging or DigitalOcean was acquiring them or something. Yes. We do not have a lot of information on that. So it's kind of a let's see what happens sort of situation. But Scott Keck Warren is what I want to get back to. We we talked about how he was going to start releasing some videos for PHP Architect. And that happens this month. Matter of fact, I already have a sneak peek at this month's video. Very good video. That's actually one of the things I have on my to-doist do this weekend is to queue up that video for release. So if you're not subscribed to the PHP Arch YouTube channel, you should probably do that. We're gonna we're working a few things. We're working with a few people to get some some fresh con- content out there. So give uh, give Scott some love. Give him a follow on Twitter and check out his video, which I'm gonna say I'll probably release Monday. I'll probably queue it up, or I'll just I'll just release this Saturday. I don't know, man. I'm just... <laughs> so if you subscribe and click the bell, you'll know when it comes out right away. There you go. Subscribe and click ding, the bell. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Right down there somewhere. <laughs> Where is it? Here, here. <laughs> we're bad. At, we're bad at this YouTube thing. Yeah, we're really. I mean, amazed. not just this We've YouTube done thing. Shows. There's the whole podcasting thing too. Yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did the magazine? Eric. Did the magazine come out on the first this week? No, 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 no. So it's the magazine Let's thing too. Oh, we should talk about that. Let's move on from that. <laughs> no, we can talk about it. So we acquired the magazine October last year, and oh my gosh, was there a learning curve? We knew then there was a learning curve, and then we got to this summer and. Our previous editor, Carolyn, who's done an amazing job of learning and figuring out how to get things done, decides to step away, which is her right, and I'm very happy for her. And I still blame you for that, John, but we'll move on. We won't talk about that. We bring my, my wife into the mix. <laughs> She's going to start editing, and she is doing a great job, except for the fact that there is a huge learning curve. And it really is. I never sat down with Carolyn to see what she was doing. And the things I've done behind Whoops. the scenes. What's that? Whoops. Yeah. Well, the, the things I've been able to do in the past couple of weeks behind the scenes to improve the efficiency in the editing process is just mind-blowing. Like, the things that were being done before we acquired the magazine to the, what's happening now up until this point, I'm like, why are we doing it this way? Like, why? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> There's so much, so many things we can automate, so many things we can clean up. So that's been my focus this past week. And I'm super excited. Like I'm staying up till two o'clock in the morning just because I start working on something. I'm like, oh, this is great. Let me keep banging at the keyboard because I want to finish it up and making such great progress on it. But with that said, this magazine's obviously late. Today's the first. It's not out yet. It's probably going to be a few more days before it's out. At yeah. least. But it's fine. 
we're we're okay with that. We we were happy with our little run of doing releases on the first. And quite we'll, frankly, we'll get, back, I, we'll get back to that. I'm perfectly comfortable blaming the contributors for this. We we begged and pleaded. No, it's not their fault. But yeah, <laughs> it, John's point. I think the first couple months, I was telling John because you know John was really kind of feeling a lot of the pressure because I mean you know his wife is taking it over and uh, you know there was a lot, I think John felt a lot of pressure to try to hit that September 1st release. I told him, I'm like, I think it was like the first two or three months. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the first month we released it like three days before the end of the month. I mean, it was like the first couple months we were like way into the month before we released it. And then we, then we started to get our, our cadence of contributors and workflows and getting, getting everything kind of focused. So I don't feel bad about it. I, uh, I'm very appreciative that John's wife has stepped. I, I keep saying John's wife because John has not said names, so I'm not going to say Jackie, names. Because it's impronounceable it in the English language. Okay. It's, <laughs> All right. So Lots of so, umlauts. Uh, very appreciative that Jackie has stepped up and has taken this on. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to learn. It's like none of us, none of us studied publication in school. Like this is not something we were we were trying to do with our life. So yeah, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll do a good job. Yeah, let's get through this month. Like just like we did last year. Every month will get better. Hopefully, sooner than last time. We get back to the first, and things will be good again. Oh, I, I'm sorry, it wasn't clear. Next month we have to be on the first. Our <laughs> heads are going to roll. I should have been. I should have been up front on that one, John. <laughs> I will let her know. <laughs> oh, sure. Man, I am so excited. I have not been able to focus on anything but PHP tech lately. Like, Which is after good last and week's bad. announcements. I know. I know. How's the event sourcing coming? Shut up, John. You're the one doing the talk on it. It's going. Oh, it's not it's fucking Steve. Fine. Not fucking Steve. Fucking, fucking Steve. Steve. He's above <laughs> us now. Fucking Steve is on another level, so he he only he only kind of he only tosses us a little cookie every now and then to let let us know that he hasn't forgotten about us. But yeah, he's playing with the big boys now. Speaking oh, of the big boys, big boys, we all know Freak Vanderhurten's work. Okay. Yes, we do. And yes, we do. I, I just saw a tweet from him where I just sort of like completely face palmed. I'm not sure if you guys saw this. But he no. he realized that that there's a backtick operator in PHP, and was discussing how bad of an idea it is, and how it how it execs in line, and it should not be a feature of PHP. And I just kind of went, but it's been there, but it's the oldest feature. <laughs> it's like I forget. I still, use, I still use that feature all the time. Right, and it's like the easiest thing to disable too when you install your. PHP INI file, you just say don't allow execution. Why why the hell would you do that? It's so convenient. I use it all the time. I just I saw an article that was written about it that was, you know, a well thought out article that basically said, like, this is a terrible thing. We've we've got to get rid of it. It's awful. It's a it's a horrible, dangerous feature. And I was just like, okay, but C C sharp and C and C can read the memory from anywhere it wants to on the on the RAM. <laughs> Like you're complaining about something that is should be fortified against the web user that the, the web server is running under. 
and like provides some you know core functionality to PHP, and you're not looking at other languages which access the sector on the disk where you want something to be stored and allow you to drill a hole through it if you if you cared to, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's so there was, it's there, a dangerous there, feature. There a, this is a programming language. <laughs> <laughs> there was an RFC back in 2019 to deprecate the backtick operator, but, and it failed hard because Shell like, Exec yeah. does the same exact thing. It's What's slightly different. Sli- that's, slightly that's different true. behavior, but how, it is just Shell Exec. The root, the return results how, are different. How's, how's the behavior different? So you can actually use backticks in the middle of nowhere, like. In a string, you can in a string you can end the string and then append the results of the exec with the backticks. So it actually has a slightly different behavior. Whereas I think shell exec will return an array of the text response, and shell exec includes the standard error, whereas backticks only include standard output. So there's there's behavior differences, but it's generally the same thing. It's just exec so, no, on a, on a so system. Shell exec, this function is identical to the backtick operator. Shell exec is the same thing. Yeah, it does say that. I was just I, about I, to post that. I, I go through this all the time because I use the backtick operator often enough where PHP Storm says, fine, you should, use, you should use shell exec. And I'm like, but it does the same thing. What's the difference? Why do I care? Like, what's the big difference if I use one or the other if they are identical at the end of the day? Other than you can read shell exec versus a backtick could kind of be hidden in code. Yeah, that, that that's exactly what I was about to say. Like, I've used shell exec before. I never, I've never used backtick, but I could definitely see how like that could get lost. Like that could that's that could I sneak knew. past a PR, right? That's all I knew for years. That's how I ran commands and again because that's all i knew that's how i still do it today until php storm says don't do this and i'm like okay i won't do this interesting i didn't realize that was still a thing but yeah no i missed that tweet it just kind of kind of frustrated me but then it reminded me of my position in the industry which is that i've seen it all (laughs) like i've seen everything you can do in php some of it is really dumb but like the fact that there are well-known developers out there who don't know that the backtick operator exists surprised me a lot. It just means they never used it, so. That is true. Yeah. Just like fork is an operation that people can use, but if you haven't seen it, you don't know about it. That's true. I still love fork. Don't use it as often as I'd like. but Or the fact that you can write, you can write extensions in any language you want to and now call them directly <laughs> from PHP. Well, that's a PHP 8 thing. Though. Yeah, the, the linked libraries stuff. Yeah. And you're not excited about that. I'm excited about it. I'm excited that. about I it. I just haven't seen a good use case for it yet. Yeah. But I'm also not yeah, I'm not writing either. in like the new uh Rust browser. No, the new the new browser assembly language that exists, which I did see web, web ASM I did see I, I did see job postings asking for ten years experience in web ASM, <laughs> which um, I don't know if I don't know if there's a lot of people out there with that. I'm sure there's lots of people that have that experience on paper. Well, sure. I mean, I'm sure I used a web ASM site some five years ago, so I've got five years experience with web ASM. There you go. <laughs> All right, we were talking about 
event sourcing, Eric, and you were telling us how you were doing. I'm, I'm remember? fine. Remember just that five minutes ago? Plugging along. I mean, not, I just don't know what to talk about with it. I mean, it's just coming along. I'm not. I want, I want to get. I want to. I want to get the application like deployed and see it getting used and see mm-hmm. the benefit. So I mean, everything is like just so feels so theoretical to me still. Yeah, we actually and, got- and I know. Good. I was say, and I know, I know, I was one of the ones championing this this work this pattern for a long time, and that was just me kind of reading up on it, saying, "Yeah, this seems like a good idea. We should do it." And I still feel that way. Uh, I refined my my idea of where it should be used. I know John leans more towards kind of like my, my, uh, no, no, no sequel guy is, is, you know, use it everywhere until you explain to me why you should it. You know? like, I, I'm definitely <laughs> that's a, not That's there. a fantastic comparison there. I like that. Yeah. That's great. So I'm, I'm definitely not there yet for either topic, uh, data stores or event sourcing, but I do see a place for both of them. And event event sourcing is is definitely one of them. I mean, I'm I'm feeling it, but I think I work in so much legacy code where I could benefit from where the fuck was this at, you know, an hour ago, or where was this at when this issue occurred? What happened? Why why is this not the way I think it should be? And so I think that's why I lean so heavily towards it should be event sourced unless otherwise told to me so what john's referring to and, and it's probably one of the strongest arguments with event sourcing now there's, there's a lot of why you should use event sourcing kind of um stuff out there but the probably the strongest argument is what john's referring to is understanding how data gets into a certain state so typically looking at a database how often do you worry about your records, like your user record? So your user, you know, their email address, how did it, how did it become that email address? Did they have another email address? Did it change? Most times you don't worry about that. You on, just don't care. Certain data sets. But there are data sets that understanding how data got in that position is critical, critical to how applic- how the application runs. And and accountability and auditing and all sorts of stuff kind of piles on top of that. That is where event sourcing to me is just shining light. John and I had a conversation today about a, a fact piece of the application I'm working on and how to handle it. And so, you know, there's a purchase process for this application and the things that are being purchased have been event source. So they're in the event stream with the quantity of that, that item. And, you know, I was talking through it with John. I'm like, well, you know, how do I want to do this? Cause that, cause we don't need to get into a lot of it. There's the idea of projecting data out to other tables. So you have kind of duplicate information. You have the information, in the event stream, which is your source of truth. And then you have these read only tables that you can project out to and they're just there just make accessing the data easier and quicker and simpler right so but the event stream is the source of truth so so the items that are we're selling have been projected out and i'm like how do i want to handle this like do i want to decrement the quantities available in the event stream and then project that out to this table and and it was like just one of those times that you know john was like well 
why don't you just create an object of purchases in the event stream? And then, and then, yeah, if you, if you need to project that out to a table somewhere of, you know, what was purchased, we can do that later, but don't worry about that. Like keep the object of the item separate and then track those purchases as a separate object all within the same event stream. I'm like, God, that is, I just, that was one of those moments like, oh yeah, I want to do that. That (laughs) makes so much more sense. Yeah. So I know we like to talk a little bit about our business at times and the the journey we're on. And that was one of the, the big things is we're working on this, this big project for the client and they want to see, they want to see it through. So we're, we're committed to within like the next two months, month and a half to two months, We'll give them something they can see, which is fantastic. But then we immediately shuffle from there into the next big project. So the fact that this big client is very happy with us, they want to see this project through and have already funded the next project is just music to my ears. It's like, okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You I'm, know ready, what, uh, I'm ready to build that next thing. You know, it's music to my ears. What is that? Blaring alarms. When you're in production, a thousand things can go wrong. You could deploy a bug in your latest release. Your background jobs can silently fail. Someone could trip over the network cable at your data center. And this all comes back to you. You need to know when bad things happen and be able to respond to them quickly. That's why we built HoneyBadger. It's easy to install HoneyBadger in your backend applications and front-end JavaScript. It only takes a few minutes of configuration and you'll have monitoring done. That's because we hook into popular web frameworks, job systems, and the browser, so that when any of them crash, we can automatically let you know. We ping your application from our global fleet of servers to let you know about problems with connectivity, latency, and SSL certificates. And we monitor your recurring jobs to see if any of them stop recurring. When there's a problem, we alert your team using the tools you already use. We can create issues in GitHub, Jira, and other issue trackers, and send notifications via Slack, PagerDuty, or other channels. When you click through, you'll be taken to detailed information on the error. You'll see things like request parameters, headers, user information, and the backtrace. Click on any line of the backtrace to view it in GitHub, Bitbucket, or your local editor. When you fix a problem, just mark it resolved and follow up with the affected user. That's HoneyBadger. We're the monitoring tool for web developers who'd rather be, well, developing. Thanks, HoneyBadger. Thank, Thank you, you HoneyBadger. Honey Badger. I cannot hear you guys while that ad is running, so didn't catch anything that you said. Can you really not? Oh, that, you didn't share the, the thing with us. It's a very loud, loud ad. That Do you guys, uh, you guys see my cat behind yes. me? Yes. Yes. Just hanging out on your chair? Yeah. Look, he looks like a... Like one of those trophies that you're like, I shot him in the wild or something, and I just have just... him hanging back there. <laughs> He's, we, <laughs> I still say we're fostering a puppy. Yeah, I still my say wife, you're not. My, yeah, my wife's like, yeah, I'll forever foster. <laughs> but uh, the puppy is a female and very puppyish, very, a lot of energy, a lot of nipping, drives me crazy. This guy right here, we have three cats. This cat is the youngest. Matter of fact, he's about a year old now. I think we I think we rescued him about a year ago. And this guy has been the best as far as dealing with the puppy. The other two cats are just like, no, you know, you know, GTF, we're we're out of here, right? We're they're gone. Like you see him lurk 
in the dark of night around the house. But this one will go toe to toe with the puppy, and the puppy is thick. Like I don't know what breed this is. There was there's rumors that she might have some mastiff in her, but she's not she's not very tall, but she is thick. Oh my god, she's so thick. And this guy right here will just tolerate her and go after her and they're getting they're like warming up where they're almost friends like they'll they haven't like laid down together and slept but they're getting close to it and got to give this cat some credit I, he, she, he has he has been the best he he has tolerated a lot with that dog and he he deserves this now i have my office door closed so that she can't come in right now she's actually with my wife hanging out and he with chips and salsa in here with chips and salsa in the pool, yeah. And he came in here, and he's it's just fun. like passed out now. He's he's chips exhausted. It's been a long week. <laughs> so that's all I had to say, man. I just wanted to say how proud I was of my dead cat. You are not dead, right? You are alive. Okay, I just okay. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Come back. He's gonna turn around, just batch in the head. Like, leave me alone. I'm trying to sleep back here. <laughs> And what's funny is, like, his spot, here, let me move my camera. His spot is on top of the arcade machine. And, yes, I have an arcade machine in my office. but Which was, little, which was little, a business expense to Diego Dev. It very much was. That little yeah. pillow up there, you, that, you that's sh- his area. You should see the arcade machine I have. It's, like, this tall. Yeah. Compared to, compared to Eric's full size, I got, like, one this, this tall. Well, you got a sweet 3D printer, though. That's you true. You do. Yeah. <laughs> You got an awesome 3D printer. You probably use that as much as you use the arcade machine. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> time. There's Actually, no time to do gets, anything gets fun gets anymore. Really? Because all I've home. got is time. I am dying. Well, can you can you come out here and, and play with my 3D printer for me? Because I've got two businesses to run. I don't have time to play with a machine. And my wife is like, well, can we sell it? I'm like, no, we can't sell it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Damn, yes, we can. to the company. Can't sell it. You gotta do something with it eventually. 3D print something. <laughs> yeah. 3D print it for sell sign. How's that? We'll compromise. <laughs> That's the plan. Oh, I've been bring it to, I, I think we bring it to tech, it can be a write-off. Can we can we do that? Bring it to tech? Yeah, and I'll take it home with me. Can we no. can we print bag stuffers for three for tech? There we go. There you go. I like where you're going with that. My again time. My pie. Lots My of time. pie has been offline, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was an update. So don't run the Pi OS on it. It's Manjaro. Manjaro? Yeah, it's some it's some version of Arch. I think it's Manjaro. Is what I run on it. it. Was running great. I don't I don't use the. We talked <gasps> about this. I don't use Dream the coasters. SDs. I don't use the card. I use a plug-in USB drive. SSD, and for whatever reason, I can't get enough power to my Pi anymore to power my SSD drive as well. I don't know what's changed. I don't know what's changed. The drive is good, and have you tried a I, different I transformer? Transformer that provides more wattage. As far as what like the plug a, in the wall power. Yeah, yeah, I have. I've tried several. I've tried several cords as well, and I got it to boot once, and then it stopped booting again. I don't know what's going on, but I'm about to go back to the. I'm about to go back to the card. I guess I have well, no so, reason not to use. So the card. why why are you using Manjaro versus the 
um, the OS. Sure, I get what you're saying. This great article was published in a magazine called PHP Architect. Oh, I've heard of that. And it explained uh, some of the benefits of why people who are serious about their pies move off of the Pi OS. Hmm. And I did that. And, and to be like honest with you, I've, it was actually fantastic. And I strongly recommend anybody who subscribes to the digital PHP Architect magazine could go back and read it. Did you know that, John? Did you I, wear that? Did you know? I did know that. You go back and you read all the articles. If you get but, if you get a subscription to the magazine, you get access to the back catalog. Yep. So for five dollars so a month, Manjaro, you get access to everything. Manjaro is a Arch distro, and Arch is what's it called? Bleeding Edge or not Bleeding Edge? There's a rolling rolling releases. So, uh, it, like all the newest packages come out. That's one of the reasons why I did it. To be completely honest with you. All right, A not Woods. A, not working for me. A, A Woods in in Discord is trying to win ideas for tech award. I'm just saying, <laughs> that's actually a great idea. Nobody gets to see it in the stream because whatever reason Discord's not posting to the stream anymore. So you should have been in discord.phbugly.com <laughs> and you would know what this fantastic idea is. What kind of people do you find in that their Discord channel though? Disturbing, disturbing people. Tom's really? in there, so you may not want to. Patreons, yeah, yeah. That's that's who I, I love. That for years I was criticized for calling them our Patreons, and now yeah, everyone's patrons. just doesn't. No, I John is the one that criticizes us for it, and he's right. They're Patreons. They're on patrons Patreon. on Patreon. Patrons, Patreon. Yes, so I like great. that background. That's a good one. That is the fish. That is fish. Yeah. I got tired of flowers. It's like every month is like a different flower, and I needed something different, so I did fish. We're gonna have to get real spooky for Halloween season. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Thank you yeah. to our patrons on Patreon. We do, we do appreciate, appreciate you. They yeah. they got special access to the the herd. The not special access, exclusive, access. exclusive access. Yeah, yeah, the herd channel, which Oscar just posted in the herd channel. Oh, Oscar didn't show notes. Oscar po- posted in show questions, not not the herd. There was an interesting uh, post going around around deep dish pizzas, which uh, Chicago is famous for. And as luck would have it, will be where PHP Tech is. So there was a lot of deep in dish just pizza like two hundred fifty eight days or two hundred fifty nine days. What is it? It's terrifyingly close. Yeah, I. I really, really can't wait till you guys start canceling the show because you're freaking out about PHP Tech. Two hundred fifty-six oh, yeah, days from right now. How do I know? If you have companies that want to sponsor tech, reach out to John and I. Twitter, Discord, email. Even if, even if they don't want John to, if, if you know companies that might want to, reach out to. Us. If you have a company that you want to get revenge on by having people annoy them with emails on sponsorship, let us know those as well. Just let us know who to contact, and we will contact. We will contact them repeatedly. Exactly. We actually We're have a- working on that. Yeah, we've been working on that a lot the past few days. Mm-hmm. Well, way longer because we got the prospectus ready a couple weeks ago. So much work. Why are we doing this? I'm not sure. It's all going to feel good when it's over, is what I said 
when we were doing Wave, and I was so wrong. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel like I almost had a nervous breakdown leading up to Wave. You don't remember? Really concerned about that. You did have a yeah. nervous breakdown. I really, I really started freaking out as far as like just wanting to, was just wanting to do a good job, like wanting to, wanting to do something that people appreciated and enjoyed. I think that's where I'm going to end up again here. You guys in for some, some PHP news? Let's do that. It's your show now, Tom. You take it. <laughs> You're the only one who me. actually reads PHP stuff on a daily basis. We're busy doing PHP stuff. You're, okay. You're just an employee. Personal tax are unrequired. <laughs> Point two, release candidate one has been released this morning. So we are really moving fast towards that November release. Um, there is still stuff that is going to get merged into 8.2, even though it's in a feature freeze. Uh, there's a lot of uh, open SSL fixes. Um, some libxml functionality, some bug fixes, uh, and the last RFC to make it into 8.2, which is uh, constants in traits. You guys excited for that? Is that not a thing already? I don't think I've ever noticed it not if it wasn't. No, it's it's not a thing. Uh, got voted on 28 to 12, which uh, succeeds the two-thirds majority. and will be merged into 8.2. So I'm super excited about this. Yeah, it feels like that was an oversight, right? And yeah, and it's kind of addressed as as it is an oversight in the ticket itself, in the in the uh, RFC. Ah. Uh, basically referencing every other language that supports constants and traits <laughs> and saying, hey guys, <laughs> there's no reason not to do this. So... That's uh, going to be a real handy change for 8.2. We've also got to... So 8.2 going to have that that whole public read-only, private, writable one that we talked about? Mm. What was that called? I, I believe that's that targeted called. at 8.3. Oh, I think you're right. Now, now that you just said that, I think you're right. So the... Yeah. Leave us hanging... Yeah, I don't read see only classes. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, uh, we 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 told you, John and I came across a real need for that. Yeah, immediately, <laughs> like, like, like the day with, after with the whole. Yeah, like with the whole property promotions makes a lot, all of a sudden made a lot of sense because we were using the public read only everywhere, and we're realizing crap. Like now we can't like you know overwrite this variable anymore. So yeah. So that's property oh, right set right visibility. Set visibility, yeah, it hasn't been approved yet. Yeah, targeted. It was actually targeted at eight point one, but has gone through so much discussion that it's never been taken to a vote. Yeah, the Zombie Slayer in YouTube says, "Is it me, or are we running out of really exciting new things in PHP releases?" Yeah, I mean, I think we might be that might be a good thing in the sense that we're catching up with a lot of other programming languages, but there was just like so much that PHP was missing and so much that needed to be corrected that yeah, from, from five to eight, it just, just been crazy, right? Like every, every release people were looking for all these performance enhancements or all these new features. And I think that's winding down. That's not a bad thing, right? Is it means that, you know, 
we're getting more stable with with the language again and it's caught up with other languages so it's a good thing you should look at it as a good thing yeah i mean we're getting a lot of interesting stuff 8.1 introduced fibers which is very promising technology you know swole. it still has some growing to do yeah swole, well, swole, is, swole, swole is, is always around well but it's up to 3.0 now which is the official full support for fibers so mm-hmm. and then there's what roadrunner uh right the google <clears throat> the go one yeah 8.2 is introducing read-only classes. It's deprecating dynamic properties, which is going to be a really interesting one. That's going to require some work on a lot of people's parts to do this upgrade. Um, dis- disjunctive normal form types, which is, you know, having strict typing can use an AND operator or an OR operator. Allows some stuff. Constants and traits is going to be great. Um Really nice one uh, is redacting parameters in backtraces so that all these things that report. Oh, that is actually very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're not going to start leaking uh, data to third parties anymore if you're, if you're doing reporting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Third parties like Honey Badger, show sponsor. Yeah. Continued improvement to enums. Uh, the date time immutable stuff is getting nicely polished off. You know, it's a lot of a lot of interesting things. Random time immutable. We talked about that recently. It's the date time, not date time immutable, that's looking to be deprecated, right? Right. So the change here is a breaking change that changes the return type for date time create from immutable and date time immutable create from mutable. So each one of those classes can actually create a timestamp from the other type. Uh, but now they will be static responses instead of d- date time or date time immutable. Hmm. So just some, it's some clarification that's going to be, you know, cleaned up a bit. Uh, deprecations for UTF eight and code and decode. Where are you looking at? Cause I'm not seeing half the stuff you're talking about. Uh, what's new in 8.2 on stitcher.io. I'll have to look there because I'm looking at php.slash rfc, excuse me, wiki.php.net slash rfc, and I don't see anything about date time. So, date time, when you created a new date time from immutable, returned a date time object. Uh, but, and date time immutable, when you created from a mutable time, was a date time immutable object, right. which kind of makes sense, but changing those to return static means that you can extend these interfaces so oh, that they okay. so that they will return whatever the extended version of themselves is instead right. of that makes sense yeah so this this allows for cleaner implementations of daytime handling in frameworks and stuff like that so I'm gonna have to put that in my framework here just a little note <laughs> your framework has return types <laughs> oh yeah it does What's your framework called again, Tom? I forgot. Priorgate. Prior. <laughs> Was it influenced by anything in particular? Uh, legally, I'm required to say yes. Okay, <laughs> that's all we need to know. <laughs> it's it's an, an impressive rewrite while maintaining performance. <laughs> hey, John. Yes. Since you're going to Austin, should we get to new- plan? Do, should we get new ugly stickers printed up to take? We have enough architect stickers. 
Are you sure? Oh, about we that? should get. We should get tech stickers made up for you to take. Please let me do that. Let's talk about it off air. I think the world should know. There may be stickers at Austin. We don't know yet. I mean, I'm and sure there will stickers be stickers to our Austin is huge. We need to get stickers to our Patreon supporters and and when they want to shoulder the responsibility for that not happening, but I honestly can't. It's all on John. I did so my job. Unfortunately, what are you talking about? You have not sent Patreon supporters stickers this year. Not and this year. I, my job upset. was last year, and I did my job last year. Oh, is that it? We're going back and forth on the I, years? I thought, I thought so. It would be nice if you told me that, because I have no stickers here at my house. I don't have any stickers at my house, either. I sent them out with where, the elephants. Where are they? They all went out with the elephants. We need to get some more stickers, and I guess I will I will get some out to our Patreon supporters, you know, like when I have some free time. So don't hold your breath. But I, I'll, we'll print up some new stickers. We'll get some new ugly stickers and some tech stickers. 2023. Uh, Chicago! A quick correction here, the too. The Big Bean! The, the RFC for... The oh, freaking God. You're the still bean. talking about PHP? <laughs> The RFC for read and write, individual read and write access is actually called asymmetric visibility, and it was opened just a couple months ago. Okay. So it's still, it is still under discussion, active discussion. But as we found out immediately after you told us about it, it's a necessity. Yes. That we have to have it. It's slowing Eric down. He can't finish this project until that's merged. Yeah, that's it. That's what pulled me up. Let's let's sell the client that. Sorry, we can't mm-hmm. do this until four comes out. Our application is head of the language. Like the language needs to catch up. Our client would actually like that. They love the whole. We're we're thinking so far ahead. We're, that we're the Steve Jobs of PHP. We're the Steve Jobs of PHP. That's it exactly. That's where I was going with that. Like the language needs to catch up to us. Yeah. Also, horrific, horrific joke. colon cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that too. We got it all. All right, are we done? Are we finished? Have you? Have you? Have we gone through all our Trello? I think I got all my Trello tickets. Mine are done. (laughs) Just done. I didn't. I didn't even talk about my nightmare of a week. What nightmare of a week did you have, John? Oh my god! Uh, So a feature I released years ago. Uh, all of a sudden, one got a love story start off like that. Yeah. I released this feature years ago. All of a sudden, this one this one user is having a weird issue, and I can't figure out why. And every time I go back to customer service and say, "I can recreate the issue if I do this," and they're like, "Well, that's not that doesn't match what their use case is." I'm like, "But if if all of their contacts don't have phone numbers, this happens. But their contacts have phone numbers, okay." Well, if all the contacts have really bad numbers, like 12 digits, it doesn't work. I, I can recreate it if I make that happen. Well, their contacts don't have 12-digit numbers. All right. If all of their contacts have what look like valid numbers with very v- invalid area codes, it doesn't work. All of their contacts have valid area codes. Will you? St- I can make this break, and you're telling me that it's not right. So I've spent... Hours upon hours trying to debug this, trying to figure out what is going on to no avail. So I finally just open a pull request. I'm like, all right, there's something happening between this point in the code and this point in the code. I don't know what's going on. 
I just flooded it with logging at every decision point. I'm like, I'm going to log that something is happening so I can try and figure this out because it has been a nightmare of a week. That's all. Not fun. I, I lost my interest. Did you, I heard nothing of what you were saying. <laughs> Did you get a result at least? I literally opened the PR today. It just got released a couple hours ago. So now I don't have any information. Oh. Because, well, because it's all about ca- calling contacts within your, in the system. So if the contacts don't have phone numbers, I can, if, if I replicate the situation where n- no contacts have phone numbers, the same error that they're getting happens. But then I'm told they have contact phone numbers. So it's like every time I think I know what's going on, ultimately we are making a call saying, Hey, give me the next contact and nothing is getting returned. So something in there is breaking and I'm, I can't figure out why nothing is getting returned. That's Hmm. the problem. And every time I think I know the answer, I'm told, Nope, that's not the reason. So (laughs) it's just, it's driving me batty. It's so frustrating. And nobody seems to care. Good luck. (laughs) I'm hoping next week I can say, hey, I figured it out. But chances are, no. The the other issue is I wrote this code, like, at this point, five years ago. And the code is just trash. What I've learned between then and now is, like, I can't believe I wrote this this way. But it works 99% of the time. So I can't break it. I can't change it. And it's not tested because I wasn't good at testing back then. So it's like, we need to invest in this piece of the code that is business critical, but it's business critical, so they don't want to invest in it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and Eric is muted. Tom doesn't seem impressed. Tom doesn't seem impressed. <laughs> we had something interesting happen here at the uh, Colorado State Fair. Did you guys read about this at all? How does that have anything to do with refactoring crap code? Anyway, go ahead. Well, interesting enough, Colorado, it kind, of, kind of does. Colorado <clears throat> State Fair, go for it. Uh, so there's a you know arts competition at the Colorado State Fair, and one of the categories is digital arts. So naturally, somebody used an AI called Midjourney to generate their artwork, and then took their artwork and upscaled it with Gigapixel AI, printed it on a canvas, and won first place. People are very, very upset. Like, very upset. Which I think is hilarious. Because all this stuff looks great. The end. Okay. Keeps me thinking about writing that AR, AI article for, uh, for some magazine. PHP yeah. arches or something. If if only people would write for us. If you want to write for us, please email us. Write w r i t e at phparch.com. Tell you what, let's know. If you, you get that part about. wrong, don't bother writing for them. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. If you if you want to write for the magazine and you send an email to r i g h t at PHP Architect. Can you go make that email address? You have yeah, let's, your let's immediately rejected. It. We'll fix it with us. It's you just get a rejection letter. Straight reply. Afraid <laughs> this isn't going to work. Oh, that's funny. Mm. Correct. 
We should there do we that. Go. There we go. There it is. You know, we're wrapping up now. We got that. Oh, that's funny. That's we got to wrap it up now. <laughs> we need. We need. We need to set that up. If you email righth at phprs.com, we send you back a, an email full, so full of hatred and spelling it's mistakes. Eric, it's Eric's head exploding. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm calling it. I don't know what happened to Discord. Hopefully, it may might fix next week. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe Discord is no longer part of Restream or Streamlabs or whatever, but that's going to be it. We're done. We're not doing this anymore. We're, oh, we're focused I, I, on the conference for the next. I didn't what? even get. I didn't even get to make the joke that this is episode three hundred one and we've permanently moved. I did that in Discord and I got like people saying what? I'm like, chill. It's an HTTP status joke. Three hundred one <laughs> permanently moved. I'm. <laughs> Curious if the stream just crashed. John, are you still you still hear us, uh, Discord? Why do you think the stream crashed? Because my whole screen turned black for about thirty seconds. Oh, great, fun! All right, we're done. All right, well that's it. We're wrapping up anyways. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep Keep it up, me. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me. Me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly. It's called ugly because it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting. I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom. That came from Thomas. Yeah, can nobody go beyond this? I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise. Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish. We talking about the PHP, the programming language. About to break it down, no exaggeration. What do y'all do for a living web application? Okay, I can dig it. My words spray tight. Uh, they're getting together on the Thursday nights. Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude. I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube. So let's get it. You know my lyrics are major. All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing. Keep it ugly. We ending every show with the saying it's lovely. Let's go. Yeah, come on.